to the outside with room and into the end zone. Touchdown. Broke away from Evans. So Deontay Foreman, in he goes. From the 42, can they cash in on that bad punt and good field position? Swinging out here to Chenault. Chenault down the sideline. He goes, staying inbounds, and Chenault all the way with a touchdown. Welcome on in. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, presented as always by BetMGM. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawks are with you on a football Friday. A ton to get to today. We'll dive into every Week 10 NFL game. Pam Maldonado later on college football. A big weekend in college. Joe and Paul will tell us where they are in the contest picks. Lightning bets later. We start with a game that I was hoping would be decent, and then I changed my mind halfway through. I was like, oh, this stinks. 25-15, the Panthers over the Falcons last night as the NFC South continues to be the ugliest division in the NFL, or I guess both Souths. But, Joe, that was bad last night. 25-15, the Falcons, that, that's a missed opportunity to, to be favored in that game, to lose that game, and they really – I never thought they were going to win it after the first few drives. Like, they, they weren't as good last night. Atlanta started six and zero ATS, and they're now what six and four ATS. <laughs> now their last four games, which is something we always know. We warn people it's going to go the other way. The market's going to adjust exactly as everyone predicted. Um, and I and, and I tried to warn you, Joe G. Like this is trash, guys. I'll let you in on something. Sometimes there are trash sporting events that we feel like we have to talk about. I mean, we could spend a couple of minutes on it, but I don't think anybody really wants to hear about that trash last night. I mean, who the hell cares? Okay, divisions open for the Bucks. It was on my TV most of the evening. Was I actively watching? No. I didn't care about that game. There's more important things going on. I, Aaron, I, it was so beautiful uh, yesterday. It was in the 70s here. Like, I went for a walk last night at around game time because I just didn't care. And I came back. I'm like, yeah, I missed absolutely nothing. Al's miserable. What else is going on? And, of course, you know, everybody's on the Algier prop. Every, everything I saw on Twitter, every sports betting thing, TV, radio, whatever, they're all on Algier. And, of course, that thing doesn't even come close. Come close. Yeah, I apologize for that. I wanted to text you, though, and be like, hey, did you take that NyQuil? It was a great opportunity to do that. But since since the weather was good, (laughs) you know, that's a better – Go out, get a walk in. At least the under hit. I did give out two plays. I apologize about the Algier one. Big old swing and a miss from me. <clears throat> but Deontay Foreman, I guess he was he just waiting for Christian McCaffrey to get traded? I mean, he's he's really been impressive the last four games. 389 yards and four touchdowns. So uh PJ Walker, wow. Bat I mean, he just can't pass. <laughs> This passing prop went under. We're going to see a lot of bad quarterback play this weekend, I think. (laughs) You look at some of the quarterbacks that could be in line to start games. I am not looking forward to it. So is uh, Saints suck, too. So is Tampa just going to win this division by default? I guess. Are we going back to the Bucs hosting a playoff game? I mean, it feels that way. I mean, it feels like... And, and they have – look, they have the advantage. They won the game over Atlanta last time. They'll play them again later in the season. If Tampa Bay wins that, they're probably going to win the division. One thing that stood out to me, kind of peeking in and out of the game, both quarterbacks stunk. I mean, Mariota was better, but, I mean, how much? I mean, he missed pits wide open a few times. But how about the running games on both sides? I know it was a weather game, and that was we thought anyway, but yeah. we're, we're watching a different league now. 
I mean, there's there's still some great quarterbacks. Obviously, Mahomes is Mahomes, but for the uh, for the Falcons last night, 25 for 138. The Panthers 47 for 232. Joe, it used to be pretty rare to see a team run for 200 yards. It's happening every week. The Bears do this all the time. I, I mean, the, the Falcons do it every Brown. week. Now the Panthers. Yeah. Kenneth the, Walker. Kenneth Walker. The Eagles can do it when they want to. It's like, this is different. It's You're right. But think about what you just said. Um, so scoring has been a problem. We, we haven't seen the aerial assault that we've all been expecting, and that's the way the coaching trend has gone. But big picture-wise, yes, you're right. And it's been good for rushing props, prop bets or overs, stuff like that, with certain specific schemes and matchups and all that. I, anytime you're going against the Browns, take your running backs over. Any, you know, with certain defense, going against the Chargers, take the running backs over. They're all going to hit. It's, uh, it's pretty easy. Um, but those teams you just mentioned, yes, teams are finding things with rushing the football. And on a regular basis, going over 200, how many of them are winning teams? How many of them are any damn good? They found success doing something, but they're not winning games, right? They're not mm-hmm. threats on a weekly basis. Like, okay, go ahead, keep running, get your 200. Because in the end of the game, and uh, we know that we're going to win, even though you're going to gash us on the ground and maybe with the time of possession, we don't care. Yeah, you know what I think it is? It's raised the floor of some of these bad teams. They're not as bad as, yeah. as we thought. Like the Bears are competitive, right? The Bears are playing pretty good football right now. The Falcons, although last night was not good, they've been competitive. That, it just feels like it's a different league right now, Aaron. And, and obviously it affects how we bet these games and these props. I mean, another under last night. Another under. Yeah, another under. And, you know, we talk about bad quarterback play. I mean, they have no other choice than to rely on these running backs. You even look at the Texans and Damian Pierce. What he we, we've seen him doing, too. I mean, it's crazy how many teams you're seeing this running back play just be dominant. Um, it's something we haven't really seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Okay, so if we if we look at the top teams for rushing yards per game, it's my goodness, it's the Bears with bullet. Uh, they lead the league in rushing yards per game at one ninety five. Second is Baltimore at one sixty eight. Mm-hmm. So Chicago, Baltimore's good. Cleveland, New York Giants, good record, probably fraudulent. Atlanta, uh, Philly, Jacksonville. I mean, the majority of these teams are below five hundred. Yeah. They are, but I would say what half of the top ten will make the play, are, are on the path to making the playoffs, right? Baltimore has been doing this for a while. You know, they've been had this kind of team for a while. The Giants, the Eagles, maybe Titans, maybe Seattle, but not not Chicago, not Cleveland, not Atlanta, not Jacksonville, not Detroit. No. Yeah, it's about the 50, bottom. 50, the bottom 50. five. If you go to the bottom five, though, how many of those teams are going to make the playoffs? Two. Oh, bad. Oh, bad. Teams that none of us were expecting to be this bad. Tampa, L.A. Rams, Indy, well, Miami will. Miami, but they're top three passing offense. Uh, Chargers, I don't know about the Chargers. They have a winning record, but it feels like they have a losing record. Doesn't it? It's weird. They they don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what this is. I wonder if this continues. I mean, usually we get running games that continue as the season goes on, right? It's 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 better, you know, you, to run the ball late in the, the year, the weather, January, December. But are, is this the NFL now? I I I, I week to week. I was looking at props this morning, before, and we'll get to all the games of props. I'm like, the passing yards mm-hmm. props are not high. They're they're not like. I feel like a year yeah. ago they were way higher. Everything's they different. Were. 
They were. Even, uh, do you think even last night? Go ahead, Eric. Sorry, looking at PJ Walker's, I thought, oh man, that's so low. I ended up just live betting it. I was like, the way this is going, it's going to hit. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, some of these are 150, 170. You know, it's bad. Well, speaking of live betting, I mean, people that looked at the elements last night and it was a really slow start. Like the first half under was easy breezy, 20 and a half. Yeah. There was no chance that was going to ever hit. But if you were thinking, oh, man, this is a dead-under game. This this game stinks, and, and the rain and all that is going to continue. And then you live bet the under. You got smoked last night because they got all that flurry of scoring at the end. What did it close at the total, 40 and a half? Because so, the game was under, right? The game ended as an under at 25-15? I thought it was 42 it's, and a half, somewhere. Yeah, okay. it – it was at yesterday in the morning. It was forty-two and a half. Then it went to forty-one and a half. I don't know what okay. it was at kickoff. It was probably forty-one and a half around there. Yes. Now the other thing about the the running game and, and the way they are in the NFL, like there's the, the Nick Chubbs, there's the Derrick Henrys, but like last night, Algier, right? We were on Algier. When you have these teams that run by committee, it's hard, right? Yeah. You, you think you might have the right running back, Aaron. We were on the wrong one last night. Um, the the, the Falcons ran the ball okay by the end, but it was not Algier. I mean, early in the game, they kept giving the ball. He wasn't getting anything, and then they moved away from Algier. So we got – we lost on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough. You know, like you said, running back by committee, and sometimes you just don't know. it. You look at the game log and who you think is getting a lot of volume and could, you know, go over on a prop, and then they switch up the game plan, and someone else is getting the bulk of the load. So it's do, frustrating. Do you guys – so we, we've – it's weird that I didn't realize that last night it's kind of like a state of the league thing, but a few things are standing out in this conversation. Do you guys think um, the future with the, the hiring of head coaching, it's all a bit about you got to get an offensive-minded head coach and you've got to get a play caller so that if you do hit, you have a good offense, you don't lose that play caller. Um, we've talked a lot about running game and defense, and mm -hmm. it's cyclical. We've seen this in the past. It always is. And it would, it would have been hard to convince somebody of that a few years ago, but here we are halfway through the season. And maybe it reverts back to what it was. But do you think that's going to change the hiring that we see in the offseason where teams are going to be, you know what, I don't mind bringing in a defensive-minded head coach that, that has some connections around the league, like a uh, Eberflus here in Chicago. I don't mind going with the guy with maybe the background, the special teams coordinator like Harbaugh, who's been – a terrific head coach. It doesn't have to be that offensive-minded guy because, you know, that's not how every team is winning right now. I think it is going to change. So, so I think two the changes are coming. One, the coaching situation, right? Maybe you don't need that mastermind. I mean, if you find Andy Reid, great. You got Andy Reid. But the other thing is, think about the quarterbacks that are having success and the way they're being developed. Like, couldn't you guys see a, an Eagles-Ravens Super Bowl? Wouldn't that change the thought process on quarterbacks? Like, this is the future. Running yeah. quarterbacks that, that you could develop as passers. Justin Fields might be the next one. Like, I mean, Lamar, we forget. It was kind of – it wasn't easy for him that first year to throw the ball. And then he figured it out. Jalen Hurts had a 52% completion. Now look at him. And maybe Justin Fields is next. Like, I think everything's mm -hmm. changing, Aaron. I think we could have more of these mobile quarterbacks drafted, and it's like put them on the field, and then hopefully they develop as passers, and then they're dual threats. I could see that. Yeah, that's a great point. And also, you know, like 
the Bears Kate finally fake, you know, catering the offense to the quarterback's strengths as well, instead of trying to change the quarterback to fit what you think needs to be done. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of success. I'm sure that gives these young quarterbacks a lot of confidence. And then you can groom them and help them improve in the other areas, you know, and it's probably gonna take a few years to put the full game package together for them. But I think, you know, doing that is much better than just throwing them into some system where he's not gonna succeed. We're the best head coaches in the league right now. Belichick, Vrabel, first names that come to mind, okay? Two, not, not guys that are the offensive play callers. You know, who else enters that conversation? Maybe Shanahan, who is? Pete some, Carroll, my win coach of the year? Absolutely, Pete Carroll's top five, 100%. Yeah. I mean, th these names that we're listing off are not, not the offensive geniuses. Right. It's interesting. <laughs> we got a Dan Campbell in the chat. <laughs> Not offensive-minded at all. Oh my guy Kevin O'Connell in those Vikings, hey. the fraudulent Hold Vikings. Hold let's, let's, He might win this week, and everybody's gonna go crazy about him. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but that also, yeah, might, that I also mean, might lose to Case Keenum this week. That could happen too. Reich just got fired. Kingsbury might get fired. Like it's interesting what's happening. A shift. The crazy part about shifts yeah. in sports is you, you don't see them coming until they happen. Like, it, things happen fast. Yeah. Like, a couple of years ago, we would have laughed in this conversation. We would have said, what? You need the great quarterback. No you need way. the offensive play caller. Yep. Yep. Pete Carroll saw it. Uh, that was funny last week at all his press conferences where he was trying to drag everybody. Like, I told you. You guys just have to listen to me. I tried to tell you what we were going to do, and it's going to be great. And, oh, man, he's taking every opportunity to just fire shots at Russ. It's like, oh, well, well, in the past, we had someone who didn't want to go off the wristband. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love it. I love it's amazing. It. And he, 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 he yeah. should feel good about himself. Everyone thought he was going to be done, and he's got a team that looks like a playoff team right now. So it's interesting. It's, it's obviously going to affect how we bet all these games with unders, rushing props, maybe less on, on passing props. So it's part of the league now. And, and we're 10 weeks in, 10 weeks in a game, like or nine weeks and a game into 10. We can't pretend this is a real. All right, we got a lot to talk about today on the show we'll dive into every week 10 game with sides and thoughts on the game props as well pam maldonado will join us at 11 a.m eastern to talk some uh college football as we head towards the, the final stretch of this college season it's weird it feels like we're not towards the end of the nfl but we are towards the end of college football like we only yeah. have three it's weeks true of college football. yeah it's, it's accurate because now we're going into what mid-february but it's weird ordering on late february yeah, that last, that extra week in the NFL changed everything. It's like, it used to yep. almost coincide. Now it's like, no, like we got three weeks left of college football. We've got, what, nine? Including this week of the NFL? We got a lot of NFL left. We're in the, as you said yesterday, Joe, the dog days. But we're going we're gonna to do it all today. <laughs> Sides, picks, props for every game. We'll start diving into it next. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network.